Welcome to Bonded Voices. Today's topic is, why are there people I don't like? Ever wondered why you just can't click with some people? Let's dive into the everyday mysteries of human connections. Why are there individuals who simply rub us the wrong way? Stay with us as we navigate through the common reasons behind those moments when personalities clash and explore the down-to-earth psychology of why we might not like certain folks. I'm Lauren. I'm Ian. And I'm Greg. So, interesting topic. Uh, it's a great topic because it's something that I struggle with. Um, and especially when you're a parent and your kid's like, I don't like that kid. And for no, for no good reason, it just makes you wonder, like, you know, is the people in your own life that you dismiss or treat badly because you don't like them? And then you question yourself, well, why don't I like this person? Right. Done anything. Well, is it just because you have differing opinions? Like, maybe. No, but I think it's sometimes even if you don't even know them, it's just the character. Like, you'll you'll hear them on a distance, and you'll be like, oh, no. And and that bugs me internally because I don't want to be that person. And, and it's nothing to do with anything like, you know, race, skin color, anything like that, it, 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 religion, anything. It's just the certain people who just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And for me, I'd love to get to the bottom of understanding, maybe I need a therapy session for it, of like why <laughs> I go through this right, and how I can stop doing it. Well, and I wonder, is it a defense mechanism that somehow we're pre-wired to avoid certain personalities or certain, if we go back to your scenario where you're, you overhear someone from across the room and it's nails on the chalkboard. Is there some subconscious protection uh, that's pushing you away from talking with that person that you just know there's not, you're not going to jive? Okay, this is my therapy session. I'm glad we're going down this path. <laughs> well, so is it the subject that gets you upset? No, or is it, it, it... sometimes it's just the tone of the voice. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, um, I, I, and I always remember from you know, therapy session back in school, <laughs> right? Where even well, some kids laying down on the couch yeah, now, right? <laughs> even some kids at school. I remember when I was a kid, openly thinking, "I just don't like that kid. I mm -hmm. don't know why." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys had it as well, but no. it's just no. <laughs> okay. I like everybody. I'm okay, sorry. Now I'm getting on the couch. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, it's. Yeah, you can't like everybody. No, I'm joking. No, I'm yeah. joking as yeah. well. No, but, uh, yeah, it's it's really really weird. And the, even to this day, there's uh, you know, acquaintances. They're not friends because they would obviously become a friend if you didn't like them. But acquaintances that I'm like, oh no, not him or not her. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. Well, <laughs> here's a question. And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but were Greg and I in that, oh, great, here those guys come? Never. Oh, okay. No, never. I mean, because uh, through talking and conversation, right, we've gone from casual acquaintances to be good friends. Good friends. Yeah. So is it because, or could there be a, an opportunity for people you don't like if you just listen to them? See, I'm trying to think whether there's anyone who ever crossed that chasm, right, of someone I thought to myself, oh, no, not them to now be in friends with. I don't think there is. Has there someone gone the other way? A friend that you're like, oh, I just can't Oh, yeah, it. yeah. 
Yeah, because and for me, it's like because friendships are value based, and there's always a line. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. similar values make it easy to be friends, but if you have differing values, it makes it really hard to be well, friends. Well, but also this common courtesy stuff, like let's say someone hit on your wife, right? <laughs> sure. You know, Can I draw a line there? Yeah. There you go, right? So there's, <laughs> right. Uh, and, and there's certain things. If like um, someone was abusive to your kids or something, you'd absolutely draw the line with that sort of stuff. <clears throat> well, back to your earlier statement of the specifically with your kids and one of their acquaintances might be nails on the chalkboard. I recall the television show Leave It to Beaver with Eddie Haskell was that character that was actually portrayed by Hollywood as, was it Warren's or it was the older brother's friend who was just a, well, hello, Mrs. Cleaver, Cleaver you look lovely today. Right. I've always told whoever, that you're my favorite friend parent. Just the... He was over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeseball. See, yeah. and you mentioned, like, TV shows, like, the entire cast of Friends were nails on a chalkboard to me. <clears throat> the entire <laughs> cast. And was it the... Even when Tom Selleck would come in as a special guest? Was he on there? I never yeah. watched it. See, never <laughs> he dated it. Courtney Cox for a period of time. Yeah, see, I never watched it at all. Because um, it was nails on a chalkboard. Sure. Um, so this, you know, this, it's not even people I know sometimes. And damn, I'm now thinking, is it just me? Um, <laughs> so is it, you guys aren't well, helping. No, let's, no, let's yeah. dig into your therapy session here. Yeah. So <laughs> specific to friends, was that nails on the chalkboard because you felt that they were forced? That that wasn't a natural so it, habitat for those It wasn't those a genuine setting in a genuine conversation. <laughs> no, and I because th I think it's even been... You know, in extended family, mm -hmm. it's getting deep now. Um, <laughs> church and everything, where there's been that odd person where you're like, ah, oh. and, and you know, and even in the neighborhoods. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's got to be something that's tied to something. You just made me not remember it. That it is triggering some some deep seated memory. You're like, yeah, I don't like it. I'm just, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish that, but I've got another question. What I was going to say is that, you know, I, there's people I eat exactly. When you hear them, you're like, oh, just, can I just ignore them? Or do I have, right. to, do I have to engage? You know. How can I look more like this wall covering so they don't even <laughs> yeah, see me? So they don't, right. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, do, so yeah. do you think that someone, and we're going to take a sharp left turn here. Do you think someone that was in solitary confinement? and recently got out would love to be in that environment where they hear that person that's nails on the chalkboard, or would it be even more amplified because they were in solitary confinement? So do you think that it has something to do with as you mature in time, as you develop, as your brain continues to gather data and we continue to get smarter over the years, at least we think so, then is it a matter of, I knew somebody that had that, that tone pattern, yeah. that those mannerisms, they were toxic. I'm not even going to go there. Like your brain just says, yeah, no. I, I don't know. Cause I don't think I had any close family when I was young that would have been sort of like a childhood trigger for it. It was, and, I, and I'm coming from a, 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 um, a sense of caring that I don't want to be the person that has people in his life. He doesn't like, 
I don't mm-hmm. want to be that person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But and I don't treat anybody badly. Even if that person would talk to me, I'd be civil. Sure, right. Which well, I think goes back to your question of. Are, are we really good friends? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to reevaluate this whole yeah, podcast no, thing. No, no, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, and so if it's, and I, I look at my kids and when they're like, there's, oh, this kid, I hate him. I'm like, why? I don't know. So that's fascinating. That I've passed well, it down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder at what age do you, do you have any rough idea on, what age? My earliest that? memories I can remember. The, the, the feeling of, why don't... And it's really a question I've asked myself. Why don't I like that person? Or well, why does that person's voice annoy me? See, I noticed that when I was younger, I would dislike people more. And I think I segregate myself from people more now. So I don't deal with people I don't like. Yeah. So there was growing up, there was a um, w- wonderful neighborhood that I grew up in. Just epic. Everybody knew each other. The parents all hung out. The It was wonderful. But there was one of the moms that lived in the neighborhood that, for whatever reason, I just didn't like. And everybody else that I've since talked with said, oh, she was wonderful. Why right. didn't you like her? Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's so much so that when... My wife and I were pregnant with the oldest one. There was talk of naming her after this name. And I was like, no, uh-uh. uh-uh. Not doing that Can't name. Do it. Bad name and like she that. was a wonderful lady, yeah. according to everybody else. But there was something, to your point, there was nails on the chalkboard. Some reason that I stayed away. See, and it makes me wonder, see, whether, for me, I tied it into self-reflection of why I don't like people. I wonder if people commit violent crime against other people start with maybe that itch of I hate that person so I know in my hometown of Coventry growing up um, and I heard this from I think I mentioned it in one of our other podcasts about a guy I used to take to work he used to look across the bar and just find someone that annoyed him and he would go and beat the crap out of them and he and I asked him why who, who would you pick he said, if you walked into the bar, you'd probably get your ass kicked. And I'm like, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> hey, let's go get a drink. Yeah, that, I was I'm like, I'm driving you to work right now. He said, but that was because well, of your hair. He goes, you'd, be, you'd, you'd have stood so out. So as limited, it was based on hair. No, no. For, he just said to me, because I had a blonde ponytail right at the time, right? Oh, well, I probably And he was one of these men's men. Yeah, right. You probably would have done the same thing. But right, I, um, So does that... Does that lead back to a self-defense mechanism that subconsciously your brain knows, I need to stay away from that person because if I spend time with that person? But I don't know. I see, I, I, I recoil at the self-defense because um, there's a guy here in town who I met him at a party and he's like a, a, an ex-MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Right, big guy, Mark Kirk, very successful in the MMA world, changed the game, they stopped people headbutting because of him. Right, he used to split people open. Mm. Um, and I get on with him like a house on fire, right? And he's the sort of person at a party that I wouldn't gravitate towards normally, but I got on great with Mark. So it, it, it isn't like a, a fear of to get away from them, and uh, yeah, it doesn't even like think it's people I could dominate equal with or less than mm-hmm. in in a 
self-defense way, mm -hmm. it's just random. How's your, how are you feeling about your therapy session? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not answering a lot of the questions. Uh, well, it's interesting because we, off to a good we have a, another podcast. We talked about how many friends we have. We, you know, this is like the polar opposite. How yeah, right. People do we well, no, I, th I, I think part of this is, and, and I think the reason this came up as a topic is for people, again, like my friend in, who would just walk into a bar and find someone they didn't like and mm -hmm. go at it with them. Um, Less of that in the world would be a really good thing. Agreed. And we look at what's going on with, you know, the um, Gaza situation with the Israelis and the Palestinians. It, they don't like them for no reason. Why do they? Why don't they like them? Now they have a reason, or they have a reason in air quotes, but it's not really a good reason. Mm -hmm. You know, now you could understand. I don't like that person because you know he molested my daughter. Great reason not to like someone, right? Sure, sure. But just because they're a different religion or a different race or whatever, or just different hair color, it's that the, they become the stupid reasons for that. Hmm. Interesting. I, it makes me think about uh, um, for people hating each other for dumb reasons. Is like in the Marines, we hated the Army, and in the Army, hates the Marines. Right. And if we're in a bar together, there's usually a fight, you know. Just because they can see. Uh, but, and we're, that's well, but that and, and I understand, but that's more taught, though. I mean, I would imagine in boot camp, that's drilled into your head. On Not to hate the army. It's just it's a weird. It's a really a competition. So it's hey, can what, you move over? We need to have Lauren lay down. Yeah, right. yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone gets a chance to for therapy tonight. But, but isn't it more a case of, like, there's things like school rivalries is one thing. Mm -hmm. um, in England, it was accents. People with just certain accents just would, would cause fights. and So maybe there is an underlying reason behind it for m most people that... And again, if it was just an accent they didn't like, that's, again, nails on the chalkboard type mm -hmm. sort of thing. But again, none of that leads to a better society and just more compassion and more just get everybody getting along. Now, see, mine's never crossed, never crossed that civility line because I'm like, yeah, I'm not that special to, even if I don't like them, so what? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll try my best, but it's, as I say, for me, it's always been that question in the back of my head. But if we take this as like a step forward, the why the people I don't like, most people would, wouldn't you say most people would have a reason whether it was valid or not? Well, there is a reason. I mean, if it, it doesn't have, like you said, it doesn't have to be valid, I don't like the sound of that person's voice. That's a reason. It okay. is a reason, but it's, yeah, it's a little bit lame. Isn't it? I wonder really? how many people couldn't quantify that, though. Couldn't say, I don't know what it is. I couldn't put my finger on what it is. I just don't like the way they're acting. There's something yeah. off. There's something different there. Yeah, because I, and you see it within, like, groups of women, groups of guys. There's always someone that's excluded and I always feel bad for that person who gets excluded. And I always wonder what 
threshold did they cross to get excluded? Mm -hmm. Or are they just excluded for no good reason? Well, and then, yeah, I mean, you go down the path of someone that's a, a one-upper, for example, to try and get to a level of, okay, this, is, this person's cool, they want to hang out with us, they're telling good stories, but then they might become lack of confidence, could be an issue, and then they just become a storyteller. People are like, there's no way this person was the first person to fly an airplane backwards to the moon. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah, and and I see, I was thinking of it from a different point of view, not the people who come into your life and finally you go, eh, no. Because I think as we all look to to take people from acquaintances to friends, there's that evaluation period Mm -hmm. of whether they're trustworthy, on the same page as you, Yeah. No nails on the chalkboard, whatever that ends up being. Sure. That they, that they, you could, I'm sure you guys have had people you've gone, nah, we're not really going to be friends with them. Well, and there's, for me, it's finding commonalities of, is there enough different for us to have good conversation? And is there enough the same for us to be able to hang out together? Of, we uh, we have a similar viewpoint from a morals and ethics point of view. Right. I'm not going to hit on your wife. You're not going to hit on my right. wife. So just remember, <clears throat> there's that saying, who said it? The, you can show me the fr- your friends and I'll show you the man. Sure. Right? I think that's very apt. And I think that's the filter that we have is that I don't want to be associated with him. Mmm. Mmm. Got it. So... Going back to what you were saying, I, I'm, I keep circling back to the nails on the chalkboard type person. Is there something about them that, like, when you see them, hear them, that you're like, I just cannot, like, is it a physical reaction or is it? Uh, it's a guilty reaction um, for me in in that situation because it's like I don't want to just not like someone for not. And it's been a question I've had for a long time, like, why are the people I just don't like? Um Different than, as I say, if you let someone come in to your circle, they start to become more friends, and then they cross that line. And you're like, ah, yeah, not for me. Not for my family. What about the flip side of it? As we sit here, we're, we've been that nails on the chalkboard to somebody. Oh, most definitely. Oh, I know I have. Yeah. <laughs> and so... If we look at it from that point of view, did that provide, did that keep us, because the tone of my voice, the tempo in which I talked, the the way that I walk, whatever it might be, because I was nails on the chalkboard, did that somehow subconsciously protect me from that person? And I know that I keep going back to this subconscious protection protection thing, but is it a, it works both ways. I think it helps you create distance, and it's probably healthy if because no one wants to be around people who are just tolerating them right like what a waste of a life to have that as your friendship base mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah to not thrive just tolerate like, oh thank gosh he's gone you know <laughs> and, and i'm i'm sure we've had people like that in our in our worlds as well sure yeah you i know i'm 
quite certain that there are people. Yeah, I don't you know, know, I, you know I, I, in my past living in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, probably a lot more judgmental in a lot of ways, especially in the entertainment world, where there was almost a very high bar to cross to be mm. worthy. Sure. It's like, oh, you put your pants on a different way than other people. You know, it's that, that's sort of almost like it was. What do we live a different life in the people in the industry than outside of it? But yeah, they were very. It was very judgmental in in that situation. Did that cause you to feel unsettled or constantly trying out for the role? Yeah, you were always, you were always auditioning. You were performing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's not a comfortable feeling. No, and um, but I but I wonder, based on that, how many people, whether in their jobs or whatever, are doing that to fit in. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you've got. I know things like politics, religion, everything else can separate people, put them in different groups. But at work, you're not supposed to talk about those things because it does separate you. Right. But then again, there's then there's all those other extraneous factors and characteristics of someone who can create that separation. Like the loud talker. <laughs> you know, or the person who had just the knack of saying the wrong thing at the, the wrong time. Is that like, there's all those people. <laughs> but I, I worked with a lady who, I mean, the moment she locked eyes on you, she started talking. And she didn't stop. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and you hear people make the lamest excuse to, mm-hmm. to get away from her. Yeah. And she Ooh, had no I... filter, right? And I just felt bad. Sure. Like I, was the guy, I was the guy who spent half an hour talking to her. <laughs> uh. And then did you walk away saying, I want that half an hour back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes the conversations were good, but sometimes they were just really just like, you know. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's a time-saving mechanism. Yeah, I don't know. To keep I you from investing, or to keep be, someone from investing time well, in that. when you're, you're struggling and, and competing for that role of, you know, being accepted, and if someone's being accepted that you deem not as good, that could cause you to not like them. Yeah. Because you think that they're getting an unfair advantage on you. So what do we have as takeaways? Uh, if, we, if, if someone else is out there struggling with the same thing of like, I just don't know why. And I think a lot of people will be in a situation where they're like, I don't have a lot of friends, but then again, I don't like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I know people like that. Well, are they given the people that they don't like? Is it just something superficial like, oh, well, I don't like their hair color. Right, but um, how can they get past that? I think that's the, t- they're the sort of, I think, good takeaways that we want to deliver would be like for me it's I, I i just go into self-reflection mode and be and, and always re- rise to the civility level right i would always think you would want to give so i always try to give people a chance right i don't want to just immediately go, oh well that guy's got pink hair and it's you know in a mohawk and i you know what uh, that's just it. I'm not going to give that person a chance. Right. I'd still talk to them, and hopefully, you know, they don't prove me wrong. You know that my assumption was right, and maybe I get a new friend out of it. Yeah, I, th- I think 
I think it's self-reflection. I think it's why is it that this person, if you have the time and the moment and the wherewithal to wonder why you're being pushed away from that person, to then figure out, to use that example of someone that might not have very many friends, but they have a larger list of, I don't like this, I don't like that. Why? Yeah. Do you not like people that wear purple t-shirts? <laughs> Do you? Well, it depends if they're a Laker fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laker fan. Oh, jeez. So, <clears throat> so to wrap it, so I bondedvoices.com, you can come register there to join the conversation and look, let us know if you struggle from that sort of same thing of just having people in your life you don't like for any reason. And again, we'll see you next time on Bonded Voices. I'm Ian. I'm Greg. And this is Lauren. Adios. Hi, this is Ian from Bonded Voices. Each month we will be giving away $100 in gift cards to our fans. All you have to do is register on the bondedvoices.com site and solve the monthly puzzle. It's easy to do, no purchase necessary. Thanks for being a listener.